welcome. Welcome to your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode 30 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. Together, we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. You can catch us weekly on all major podcasting services and on the YouTube. Oh, Jen, how has your week been? <laughs> my week's been the McConaughey. Oh, it's fucking, fucking I uh, did a six-day work week, 50-hour work week, uh, just coming out of that lockdown, all that stock that was needed to be done, and more stock arriving, and then preparations for Black Friday. So, I have done literally nothing but work. That's that's gross. It is it is sad. I did, however, I was very excited. I watched um, the gay Christmas movie. So, I dislike Christmas. Wait, what, what's gay okay. Christmas movie? So, um... The new movie, Happiest Season, has yep. just come out. Um, it's written and directed by Clea Duval, who is from the faculty. Oh, yeah. Um, I love her. Had a mad crush on her in the 90s and still do. Um, so, anyway, she's written this uh, very lovely gay Christmas film, um, which has just uh, hit the cinemas. And it's just about this lesbian couple that go to visit spend Christmas with one of the girl's families, but they find out that she's not come out to her family. And Uh-oh. Hilarity. Interest. It, it's not very hilarious. It is a rom-com. It was really great. Dan Levy from Shit's Creek's in it. He's great. Kristen Stewart's in it. I love her. Aubrey Plaza's in it. I love her even more. Now, is it great or is it great for a Christmas movie? I think it's great for... Like, I'm not a Christmas person, nor am I a Christmas movie person. But mm. it worked on both levels. It was really good, and I highly recommend everyone seeing it. And I cannot wait for all the the gays to come out and start talking about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it, um, does it have any saucy sex scenes? There's no saucy sex scenes because it, it is a rom-com, but you do get to see Kristen Stewart making out with ladies, and you do get to see some chemistry between her and Aubrey Plaza, which is just as good. Okay. So that was the high, literally the highlight of my week. Is Father Christmas in it? Is there magic? There is no magic. There is no Father Christmas. How is this a Christmas film? <laughs> if no one turns into Father Christmas, how is it a Christmas film? My favourite <laughs> Christmas film is, uh, is it all the Christmas uh, Christmas Chronicle? It came out with Kurt Russell with Father Christmas ah. a couple of years ago. It's heaps good. Okay. He plays like this gnarly old Father Christmas. He's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and he like loses his slight or, or something happens and these okay. kids like find it and... But, he's just like happy go lucky Father Christmas, but like it's it's just really good. So it's stuntman Mike getting... as Christmas as Santa. What is it? Stuntman Mike as Santa. Basically, yeah. yeah. And he's great. like, you know, he gets put in jail and he like just breaks out by just making everyone just have a dance number, like a, a sing, and yep. like because he's Father <laughs> Christmas. He and everyone's a, a normal in the film, but he's just this weird person put into this really normal bleak reality it's really good interesting my favorite christmas movie is a christmas story um which is about a little boy called ralph and all he wanted for christmas was a red rider red rider bb gun and so he's like coming up with these elaborate plans it's set in the 1950s made in the 80s he's coming up with all these elaborate plans and schemes as to like convince his parents convince his teachers convince santa that he needs this Red Ryder BB gun. Um, it was the only Christmas film we had as a kid growing up. So, and but it's still just watched it over and over again. We did. So it, that is my Christmas film every um, year. I watched VHS. Watch, yes, <laughs> on nice. VHS. 
Um, right. So, yeah. How's your week been, Dan? So, I finished, uh, I rolled credits, as the kids call it, on Ghost of Shishima on PlayStation. Um, great game. Beautiful game. Um, I, it was it's bleak, hey? Really? Like, because it's set in Japan in a time, a real time period with real rules, like, it's just so bleak over there. And, like, there's this, all, there's, like, storylines for all these characters, and they're just all are just, like, horrible. Like, <laughs> and then the end is, like, Oh. And you're like, oh man, it's still great because like there's all things like in Japan, like it's all so much about honor. And then like mainland Japan, like you know, if the shogun said something, you just had to do it, mm. even if it was like you know, you know, horrible things to your family, you just had to do it, and you did it because you had the honor and all that. And I'm like, heavy, and the thing is all real, and like yeah, crazy. Um, I started running again. Fantastic. Got back on the old treadmill and started running. Finally, I I. I haven't run since my baby was born. It's like 16 months. Wow. I haven't exercised for. How'd you feel? How'd you go? Oh, man. So sore. <laughs> the top of my, like, legs, like, the, the top half of my top of my legs was, like, so sore for, like, days. I did two days of running in a row, then rode to work the other days, and I was just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. How do you, do? like, how does one go back, get back into running? So, as someone who, I like, I got a little bit fit a few years ago, and then I completely lost it again. <laughs> So, how does, do you just, like, get on a treadmill and you're just like, oh, this is fine? Or do you have to, like, just start a walk leading into a, no, a light just, jog? Or do you just go ham? Yeah, I just go ham. I, <laughs> um, I've i got, like, the treadmill set, you know, 9Ks an hour, this amount of time, and then I do it. Yeah. And, like, you know, sometimes I'll have to, like, grab the handle things and hold myself up, but I'm still running. <laughs> yeah. And I got myself for Christmas a Lego set, which is the new create, you know, creator stuff? Yes. Where people put, you know, they, they put their ideas in and then Lego looks at them and if they're really good, they actually put them out. Yeah. That's what creator is. Um, there's a new Ecto-1 Ghostbusters car, which is fucking huge and it just looks so good. Like, and it's Technics as well. So, like, oh. all the steering wheel, you all the column and the axles and they all work and stuff yep. like that. But I wrapped it up and then put it under the Christmas tree for myself. <laughs> So I can't tell you exactly what it's like. The what oh. I've done is like I didn't even look at it. I got someone else to wrap it. It just arrived, and then I like got someone else to open it. So, so I oh, like surprises on Christmas. Oh, that's so cute. Bought myself some Clive Barker novels that I've wrapped up. Makes <laughs> the Christmas tree look good. Huh? Maybe I'll go buy a bunch of stuff and wrap it up. That's myself. what I did. It makes yeah. Christmas Day really exciting. Hmm. And then like if you do that for yourself, and then Liz will get angry that she doesn't have a present. <laughs> and like I bought them for myself. She'll be like, it doesn't matter. I got one present for her because it cost me $300. That's how much the Lego thing was. Yeah. So I didn't even realize because um, they've released a Mandalorian soundtrack like on vinyl. Oh, dear. Uh, which is coming out very soon. However, when we we saw them because it's like an eight-disc vinyl box set. Oh, it's a big thing. And so she's like, oh, I wouldn't mind having that one in particular. And then I found out that, no, you cannot just have one. It's a box set. What? 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 Like, just one part of the music she liked? Oh, because we didn't realize it was like, because we just thought they were releasing like eight different uh, okay. like ones. So we didn't realize it was a box set until I went to order it. And then I'm like, well, you, now you're getting all of them. Ooh. $300. All right. Let's move on. Let's start the show. Let's start. Let's start with horror news. Yes, each week me and Jen take you through the horror news that you need to know about. Welcome to Horror News. Nice. Nice, I know. What's up first, Jen? All right. Kaiju fans, Godzilla vs. Kong. We're all excited for it. We've been teased with the toys. 
but there is nowhere for it to go currently. So it looks like it could be heading to Netflix or it could be heading to HBO Max. Which means it's in developer hell. Yes. There's no one to like support it. Which means that Netflix obviously didn't make it. No, Netflix did not make it. Warner has made it. However, Netflix made an offer of more than $200 million to get the rights to stream it first. I oh, said so people want it. Oh, yeah. Wait, it's a TV show or is it a no, movie? No, it's the movie. So we're meant to have obviously gotten it in cinemas either this year or very early next year, but who the fuck knows what's happening with anything right now. So most of this content is being discussed and put into um, streaming services. So at the moment, there's a big, big brouhaha about um, Disney releasing the uh, Black Widow movie oh, okay. on their streaming services rather in, than the cinema. In the cinema. Um, so $200 million they offered Warner and they turned it down. They turned it down? Yep. Um, so it looks like there's a bidding war happening between HBO Max and Netflix, which I think is going to be tricky because we don't have HBO Max here. What's weird is like all the pictures for this have the Netflix logo in the background. Yeah. Like already, like Netflix had already like thought they secured it and released a bunch of pictures. Yeah. I mean, but this is the thing as well. Like Netflix is is worldwide. HBO Max is limited to America. So unless you have a VPN and are willing to pay stuff, yeah, then you're not going to get HBO Max stuff. Unless you Um, make out you're American. Yeah. Which. So, it, I mean, it's it's scheduled for a 2021 release in May, um, and I've sort of been steering clear of any information. I like the um, uh, Kong, uh, was it Godzilla vs. Kong supports a PG-13 rating, which I'm not quite sure what that translates to here. Is that an M? It's a, yeah, it's an M. M rating, and uh, it got the PG-13 rating for intense sequences of creature violence, destruction, and brief language. <laughs> Is that like, it, that? to me, that sounds like, you know, Godzilla uh, or King Kong gets knocked onto a building, like gets punched into a building, and then it goes, fuck, when he yeah. gets knocked over. Or it'll be at the, like, PG-13, so you're allowed, like, one fuck, three shits, and that's it. And a poopy. <laughs> and a poopy. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm pretty excited to see Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. They've been leading up to it for a while now. I didn't... I just feel that Godzilla is way stronger. Like, yeah, probably. Like, Kong is just... He's big. Yeah. And he's strong. But you've got, like... I, I feel Godzilla in those... Like, the Godzilla they're using, he's, he's like, three times as tall as Kong, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's massive and he's radioactive. Yeah, Kong would just Kong's die just of old gonna, age. Kong's just going to... His fur's going <laughs> to start coming out. He'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> um... But, like, but I reckon the, they're going to stream. I'm getting that. Oh, maybe they'll just make Kong. Maybe Kong will react to his radiation and become bigger. Oh, I like that. Why is Kong big? Is he just a megafauna left over? Is that the explanation? Yeah. But Did you see the Kong Skull Island movie? Yes. Is that the one with Bro- Adrian Brody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It oh, was that's... really good. It was good. And Jack Black and stuff like that. The, all no, that I Jack remember Black about was that... the Peter Jackson one. What? The Jack Black one was... No, oh. okay, so no Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody was in the 2005 one with Jack Black. No, the new one that came out with... Oh, the, just called Skull Island? Skull Island, Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I love that one with... Uh, 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 Brie Larson. Samuel Jackson. Thought, yes. And Yeah, yeah. Now, that was good fun, that, that film. I've watched it a couple of times. Good. It was unexpectedly good. You're like, yeah. hang on, this has no right to be as good as it no, is. It's, we... a King, it's a King Kong monkey movie. <laughs> we thought the exact same thing. We loved it. We've watched it several times since. So that, whenever that came out, that was a few years ago now, 
we've been leading into this, you know, Godzilla. I'm not a huge fan of the Americanized Godzilla films. Is this the Walter White Godzilla? I think so. The one where he was in, like, as a, and I did a second one recently with yes. King of the Monsters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's massive. Yeah, and this was basically, I mean, that first God, Godzilla film was basically just him cock-blocking two aliens from trying to have sex. Yeah, don't want to do that. But it, they were okay, but kind of average films. I think the second one was better. Yeah. I think? Don't know. Everyone knows that the best Godzilla film is Shin Godzilla. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like, I love Shin Godzilla. Oh, man. Can we do that for an episode? I, I've, I've looked at it a couple of times thinking about choosing it. Do I have to choose this week? You do. I didn't do it. No. <laughs> it's Look, we're in a very stressful time right now. I thought about like doing Killer Clowns just because, like... Which yeah. is, is funny because that's literally up next on the list. You know what's, what's happening with them? Yeah. So, um, Stephen Chiodo, uh, still keeping the hope alive for a kill, Killer Clowns from Outer Space sequel. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the Killer Clowns are rad. Yes. they're not. Yes. They look rad. Yes. And they do some funny things. But the overall, everything apart from the clowns in these films is rubbish. It is. And I, I don't want to say the film does not hold up because that's not an accurate statement. But I've watched it recently within like the last couple of years. And there's a lot of like sitting around going, okay, this is not necessary. This isn't necessary. Yep. 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 But it's like then it's again, still a good fun film. Like I love it. If I mean in this day and age, if they you know, if they got some good actors to do like the actual acting parts mm. um and, and use some sort of, you know and they can still make it a, like a horror comedy kind of thing. We're looking at nineteen eighty eight. It should have known better. It should have been better. <laughs> Um, so they made a statement, uh, we've been trying to do a sequel since we made the film and fans get angry with us because yeah, that's, that's what fans do. Uh, we don't mention it too much because they get angry. They say, oh, what's the matter with you guys? You know, but we're trying. The business is just movie moves at a glacial pace. There's interest and it wanes and flows, um, which is, it's pretty accurate because anyone who wants to do anything, you're just going to get hit with backlash from fans. Do you remember, like, their, their, their spaceship came out with basically like a big, like, spinning top? Yeah. And then it landed and went into the ground and it was just a circus tent? Yes. And, like... <laughs> that's, that's classic. Yeah, that's, I know. It's like, golden. I love it. And, like, yeah. And they are just killer clowns. And they have, like, the shadow puppet bit where the shadow puppet eats the people and stuff good. like... Just stuff like that. It's got some cool ideas in it. And it is that wackiness. It's, like, that wackiness of, like, the mask. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I would like to see them do something. I would... Because I think you know, updated filmmaking techniques, not CGI. Please don't CGI. Keep it, keep it. Yeah, just make it the same. Um, but just the way we've we go about making films now is completely different, and I I feel that it could be a little bit darker, a little bit funnier, and well, just sort just, of all around better. It was just a, basically a bunch of like uh, almost skits of how these clowns could just kill people. Yeah, like, there wasn't much to it. No, <laughs> no, that that was pretty much it. Um, they should just get Eric Andre to direct it. <laughs> no, don't yeah. let him do anything. Yeah, man, he's wicked. <laughs> he freaks me out. Have you seen his new season? No. The new season, he's like, he's shaved his head completely know, bald and like has an, a golden tan. No. Like he's gold. He's, he's like just... a golden bald man, like a Buddha statue. Yeah. He's weird. The last thing I can remember watching him in was Popstar. Just in those like TMZ oh, moments. Yelling yeah. bits, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Yeah, so this is, I, I don't know. Like, 
if this happens, I'll be like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Will I watch it? It's a roll of the dice, eh? Yeah. Like, it's a matter of whether it gets shoved in my face at the right time and how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to actively seek out Killer Clowns 2. No. I mean, it, it'll probably go to Netflix and then you'll be like, yeah, okay, why not? Oh, um, yeah, mate. Maybe. But they've also just my released a stop-motion holiday special called Alien Christmas, which is now streaming on Netflix. So I feel that if they do well with that, they are going to have, like, a green light to, okay, sure, you can do Killer Clowns too. Um, I started watching the Alien Exodus movie last night and it was way too Christmassy. For me, I was just like, no, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm done. But the the stop motion one? Yeah. It looks fantastic. The aliens are all really cute. It's like a super Grinchy film, which you had me at Grinchy. Super Grinch. Um, but it's just too sort of child Christmas magical for me. Yeah, yuck. What, what's next? All right. Killer Shark movie. You had me at Killer Shark movie. You, you didn't have me at Killer Shark. Have you seen the first one? This movie's terrifying. It's I haven't gross. seen it. It's fucked, hey. It's just like... Ugh. So The Reef, getting a sequel with The Reef Stalked uh, from the returning director Andrew Trakey. I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Doesn't I do matter. apologise. Matter, right? They should have better names. Um, so in an effort to heal after witnessing her sister's horrific murder, Nick, her sister Annie and two close friends travel to a remote Pacific island for a khaki... Kakei? What? Kayaking. Fuck me. Kakaki! Annie... <laughs> I need my eyes tested. Um, kayaking and diving adventure. Kaka, kaka. Only hours into their expedition, the women are stalked and then attacked by a massive great white. All right, so. Fuck so, off. Great white sharks are not as horrible as these movies make out. But they're not as big as they are uh, either. That's like a, the, the poster here has got like the downward shot and it looks like a bloody Megadon is after them. Yeah. Um, number one. If you went through this first film, you yep. wouldn't be just going kayaking and snorkeling again in shit in the water, especially if, to get over the, no. the fear of, like, your sister being eaten by a great white shark. I would never go into the ocean ever again. Neither would I. I and I, and like, the, the catchphrase is, they just wanted to heal, and now they're fighting to survive. And I'm like, <laughs> if you wanted to heal from a shark attack, don't go, to, like, swimming. Well, this is the thing. So, I, you've gone into this uh, predatory creature's environment. Habitat. Native habitat. You, it, it's its home. You've invaded its home. It's bitten you. It's eaten someone you love. And then you decide, oh, you know what? I feel traumatized from this. Uh, I'm going to go and invade its home again. And then wonder why I'm going to get wonder why it attacked you. Um, at <laughs> first, I was like, "Oh, maybe this is you know the write-up was written badly. Like it's not really." And then like the poster actually has it written on it. Like, and then the fact that it's stalked is it the same shark that's just finding it? Like in Jaws three, you know, the jaw uh, just follows the plane <laughs> along. Like, because we be. all know that white pointers are the most intelligent creatures on earth. You wow. know how they, you know, they they pay tax and do crosswords and shit like that. Yeah, like, they they know what's up. It's crazy. I know what's happening. I mean, I probably won't watch this film because... But you love your big monsters. I, like, I do, but they're all bad. It's like the 47 Meters Down film that I watched. Um, it was good, and then they released the sequel, and I watched the trailer for that, and I just thought, no, there's no way I'm watching this hot mess. How good is it Gabbage. from the writer-director of Blackwater and The Reef? is like, dudes, get off the sharks. Well, Blackwater was good. Crocodiles, wasn't it? Blackwater? Yeah. 
It's yeah. like they've got like their schnick of like, oh, they've tasted a little bit of like a thing and like, we can't move away from the an- the bitey animals. We can't do any. Oh. oh. Wait up. So we've just had some fan issues. The fan has decided to just start clicking. I fixed it. I'm Yay. a man. I'm a man of the world. Man. The manliest yeah. men. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm tapping out. This isn't sharp movies. I mean. I hate going to the beach. I hate water. I don't like. Really? Yeah, I don't. I I don't like sharks. I don't. I I feel that like water is not where humans are supposed to be. So I'm just like. It's yeah, true. I just I'm, don't go there. I'm more of a flailer. I don't swim. I I go and I do hydrotherapy because I've just got my body's a mess. Um, so I do that. Um, I do like the ocean. But I cannot swim, and I'm terrified of what's in it. Yeah. It's a healthy fear because I'm fascinated. I love sharks. I love sharks. I've always loved sharks and been obsessed with them and fascinated by them. Um, Same. But I, I, I have love a healthy the idea fear. Of, I love the idea of the ocean. Yeah. And what's down it. I like the idea that, like, it's so deep. We don't know what's down there. Yeah. There could be, like, aliens. There are aliens. There are clearly there. aliens in the center of the earth. Yeah. I, 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 QAnon told me. <laughs> you first well, that's that's got to be accurate. Then. And they're politicians. Yeah. And um, they're reptilian shapeshifters. Yes. Like definitely. they're all there, and we all know that. Yeah. We all know that. But like, I, if I go into the ocean, I'm not going anywhere past my waist. Well, the the problem with the ocean is that everything in there, nearly is designed to hurt you. Yes. Because they're all like, this is a fucked environment. And we have to be dangerous to, to survive. Us. It's designed to protect themselves from other predators. Yeah, and like we're just a big old predator. It's just like stingrays. Like, you know, let's sit hide just under the sand. And if any, any if any dickhead trends on me, I'm going to sting him. Yeah. I'm like, well, cool. I'm not going in there then. Mm. Jellyfish, they just float at you and they sting you. Yeah. Like, blue ring octopuses, they're tiny and they kill you. Sharks, obvious what's wrong with them. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with sharks. They're precious. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, they're, yeah. they're just a bunch of things. And then people are like, oh, I've got to take... Like, just recently there was a shark attack in South Australia, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. And they're like, oh, what do we do? Should we, you know? And I'm like, no, you just don't. You do go not go out and kill the shark. You just you take that as a you went into its environment. Are you aware next weekend is um, the 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 festival on TV for the reef, as in reef 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 aid or whatever it's called? There's like no. a big live like music thing for the. Uh, reef spawn or whatever it's called. It's like, you know, the barrier reef when all yeah. the spawns come out. There's a big television live, like, telethon event thing for it on ABC. That's cool. Reef cool. Live. That's what Ooh. it's called. And I'm like, I've been advertising it all week. And I'm like, I'm like, tune in just to see what the fuck that is. Yeah, I mean, I don't have normal TV, so I have no idea what these oh, I, are. Neither do I. But, uh, yeah, but I watch, I watch, uh, I watch iView all the time okay. on my Apple TV. I watch the news in the morning yeah. and stuff. And they're always advertising Reef Live and, like, with acts, like, you know, this be great actor. Like and Ed like, Sheeran. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait. It's going to be so good because it's, it's such a non-event. Yeah. Like, check out these rocks. Poot out some little stuff. <laughs> Pooting. I hope there's, like, like, I, hope I there's, feel it's good, though. I hope we there's slow-motion shots of it to, like, Enya. It's just like a puckered asshole just shitting something out. <laughs> but I'm, like, okay with it because, you know, they, they do want to destroy the reefs and they for drilling and whatever the fuck they're doing. Stop doing it. These... If once they're gone, they're gone. That's true. So don't do it. So everyone tune into Reef A, yeah. Reef Live. So not not to be confused with Rove Live. Not Rove Live. No. It's the worst. Anyhow, let's go. Let's go. Let's move on to it. The beautiful homework. 
Yes, every week, me and Jennifer set ourselves a horror movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene the next week and spoil the fuck out of it for all you guys. By the end of it, you won't need to watch this, because you would have heard everything about it. You'd be like, what's that? Oh, that's that thing I haven't watched that I know everything about. Yep. Um, we have a rating system. We don't. We, we've got our own rating system, the sexy rating system, which is Jennifer. Yes. So we've got the A, awesome, everybody should watch. B, beer and chicken wing group movie. We've got F for fun and dumb. The U is underrated. G, good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J, Jen special. The D, Dan special. We should explain what they are, I reckon, a bit more. So that's just a movie that one of us would like and the other one wouldn't. Yeah, like if you've listened to us for a while, you you will kind of start listening and going, oh, this is definitely a Jen film or this is a Dan film. Yeah. Um, you'll pick up on it because we're very, we have similar tastes but then we also have very contrasting. Those ones are in for our long-time listeners. Yes. Uh, we've got a W, which is whatever, so off my radar. We've got the recently added Kesha, which is a low-budget hot mess. And then we have... The lowest of low. The McConaughey. Which is the fucking fuck. Just, just, fuck, don't watch this film. Don't watch it. Don't, don't even. You've listened to us talk about it. Just don't watch it. And so this week we watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, which is Jen's pick. Yes, it was, because I panic-picked because I hadn't prepared. We keep forgetting because I always think, I, I do this weird thing of I, I watched a film, I've watched a film, therefore that's all I have to do. <laughs> it, Yeah, it, it, it's just been a rough couple of weeks, so we're a bit sort of all over the place, which is fine. We make it work. It works for us. The director, Toe Pooper. Yep. He what also did Poltergeist. Poltergeist and The Fun House. Which we hated. Yeah. And... Uh, and then, so there's lots of controversy about the poltergeist as well and who really directed it. Was it mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg? Was it Tobe Hooper? Was Tobe Hooper just there when Steven, did Steven Spielberg swing his dick and change all Tobe's things? You yeah. know what I mean? There's a lot of that shit going around. Sounds exactly what's happened. Tobe Hooper was uh, brought in as the director and Steven Spielberg was on hiatus, so decided to go stick his dick in. Exactly. What, um, o- what other? So, uh, the screenplay is by Kim Henkel and Tobe Hooper. Um, of course, most of you who know about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, they know that um, Toe Pooper, he claims he's gotten the idea for the film while standing in the hardware section of a crowded store while Christmas shopping. Um, he basically was thinking of ways he could get out of it. Um, out of the crowds. Out of the crowd and then just spotted some chainsaws. So there's that. Um, <laughs> starring Gunnar Hansen and Marilyn Burns. How's the name Gunnar? Gunner. Is that a real name? Yeah, he's Icelandic. Oh, okay, that's yeah. fair enough. <laughs> oh, yes, that makes much sense. Yeah, yeah. If, yes. if, 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 if something doesn't make sense, just say it's Icelandic and yeah. it suddenly makes sense. Yeah, it's done. Um, so this is, is pretty much a very no-name cast. Um, of course, the narrator, uh, John Larroquette, um, is the only person that went on to, to do anything. kind of real fame. And, and when you say narrator, he's just the guy that reads a short passage at the start of the film, yes. which we'll get His into. His payment for this opening narration, by the way, was a marijuana joint. A marrow, a pine needle. Yep. Um, so the budget was between eighty and 140000 and the US box office grossed $30.9 million. Well, we can call this a raging success. Ooh, that boy. is... 80 to 100. That may be the lowest um, budget we've ever had. Possibly. And again, I, I reckon most of this film is found locations. Yes. Um, you know, 
and stuff like that. But yeah. that makes sense. Um, so it's it's very good to note um, that in the same year that this was released, um, The Wicker Man, not the Nicolas Cage one, no. The Wicker Man with Brett Eklund and The Exorcist were released. Which is the thing I, I think we should do from now on is just say some, yeah. some of the films that are released in the same year so you can get an idea of the film landscape at that time and then you can make your comparison to it like yeah and we all know the exorcist is, is supremely good and stuff like that because a lot of times i find myself going it's pretty good for like 19 whatever i think but then i realize i'm giving it too much like you know too much credit because wait up all these other wicked films came out so it could have been better or, or the or vice versa you know what i mean like yeah. i'm too hard on it and then i realize oh hang on they didn't even have color tv or uh, they were just listening to crystal set radios at that time. It's so true. Um, also, I'd like, like to point out that this is our first movie that we've done from the 70s. Oh. We have uh, mostly stuck with the 80s, 90s, and present day. Did we do a 78? Did, well, Halloween. Sorry, yeah. I do apologize. That was my birth year. That's the only reason I remembered, because that was the right. year I was born. Uh, it might as well have been the 80s. So this is our... Second movie from the 70s. Okay. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start. So right. the film opens with a warning. Yeah. Very much like Blood Diner did. Um, so let's play it now. Ten times better. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. In particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Coco. Um... So, yeah, so what did you think of that, Jane? I love this opening. I, I thought it was, it sets a tone. And yeah. not just in the way that Blood Diner set the tone. Um, <laughs> this actually sets a tone because as it goes through, it's like, you know, the film that you are about to see. It's based on true events. All this stuff's happening. And then it fades into a corpse, yeah. which has been strung but it, up. But it's red like... A um, it's read like a news reading, uh, yeah, a report. Yeah, kind of. Or how it reads is like it's you know what they will report to the public. Yeah, kind of thing, which makes it really very very, very cool. And then yeah, it, as I was about to say, like the whole opening of this film, like your credits and your opening, is very like found footage esque, as in reporting the actual events that have. You've got all these fake uh. Uh, like news, actual news reports playing over stuff and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it has this opening which, which which is a massive lie. Like this film is not true. No. And for so long, people thought it was like an actual thing that had happened that the film yeah. would be based on. It's very loosely great. based on Ed Gein, but as we know, Ed Gein wasn't technically a serial killer. He killed two women. He was a grave robber and a necrophiliac. Yeah, which they kind of like glaze over at the yeah. start, and then so it opens. Um. August, August 18, 1973. That's when our film is set. Mm -hmm. August 18? No one knows. Is that the actual date maybe that that actual murder stuff happened and they're kind of like trying to cloud it or they don't, you, know, you don't think they're that smart? They just thought doing a random date would make it seem more realistic. Yeah. I mean, it's the middle of summer. It's it's hot and we, we do get that through 
throughout the film that it's disgustingly hot in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, Texas. Um, so, you know, it kind of sets a tone. But it, um, before we've even got the credits or anything, it, it does, it's got some weird editing styles and I thought it was really cool. At start. Yeah. So it, it goes to that, you know, your warning, it goes to black and then you hear like a, and then it's just basically you see this flash of, if you can, you can kind of make it out, but you know it's gross. You know it's like a bit of a corpse yeah. or something like that. And you realize it's camera flash. So all you're seeing is the camera flash of it. So it's only out for like a second. And then you, the, and then it's black with just the sound of the flash uh, recharging. You know, like that. Oh, so good. I love that sound. And it goes. Yeah. Gives you another, you know, flash of the, another angle of this corpse. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um. I've got to say, though, I'm going to say it straight up at the start. I think a lot of this stuff is all fluke. Yeah. I think I think they will try, and I don't think a lot of it is Tobe Hooper. I think a lot of it is their editor, whoever they had in there, and just he just went ham with some really good ideas. I think the, the majority of this film's success is to do with the editor, who well, no one knows, like, you know, you know who, know, who knows no. who that guy is. But um, very cool, atmospheric. And then... um. And then it kind of cuts to, uh, he does this a couple of times. Yeah. Five or six times. He sees pew, flashes and pew. Very unnerving. Yeah. And then it, this bang, hard cuts to a full close up of the corpse that we were looking at and a slow zoom out. And you work out that this corpse is wired to a grave. Yep. With an overlay, a sound overlay of a news report of people. Of what's happened. Yeah. Police report that these people came in, dug up graves and wired up a bloody corpse to this thing. They don't know why they did. Very unnerving. Yeah. Very gross. So a lot of grave robbing in uh, happening in Texas at the moment. Um, it's very interesting. So it's huge monuments and it's not just a corpse, but there's like a, a, another head attached. It's almost an well. art piece. Yeah. It, it's very much like an artistic... Uh, Grave robbing corpse thing. Yeah, yeah. Bit of, you know, bit, bit of... sets sets a tone. Mm. Um, yeah, it's and that made it seem very, very real. Mm. Like I was just like, okay, I understand now why people thought this was real. It's um, it's very, you know, it's very rotten. dot com. <laughs> if anyone alive knows what that is. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we get um, a hard cut to the title with a red background with like chaotic. Gr- like, I've written a chaotic, very grindy sort of grind soundscape. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> more unnerving shit. Like it's just like, oh god, fuck! I'm not really relaxed here. And no. my wife was watching it as well, and she's like, "This is horrible." Oh god, what are you watching? Why did you... And it's like, Why? it's like they've like taken a um, they've taken a hint from a snuff film or something. They were trying to get a snuff vibe out of it. Yeah, I mean the seventies cannibal holocaust. Like we talk, yes. I mean we talk a lot about you know, well the early 2000s when they had the torture porn stuff but a lot of people don't really talk too much about the 70s and they were just trying to outdo each other there's a lot of a lot of mutilation and rape and torture happening in the 70s sort yeah, of yeah in films. like underground film and stuff yeah. like that yeah i'm and i'm not very versed in this i know you are you've done like your bloody your, your thesis on cannibal holocaust i can't even think of why you'd want to do that but cool <laughs> um but yeah, so to me, I'm not actually that versed in this film genre, this this, this subgenre of horror. Mm. Um, so straight away, I was like, <laughs> "That's my thesis." <laughs> 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 uh, so this is all happening. 
Great. We cut to hard cut to a dead armadillo. Yeah. Armadillos. Nature's idiot animal. Like, <laughs> like this thing is upside down dead. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a real dead armadillo. Cause this is back so. in the time when they didn't get, they didn't give a fuck about showing. They dead really animals. didn't. No. Um, it's it's upside down and they look ridiculous when they're upside down. Like, they. I'm glad they didn't. Um, have you seen Rango? Yes. Because there's one of the main characters is a, a armadillo that's been hit by a car and it's just like. It's just like, you know how they're like an arc shape? Yeah. It's just got a tire flat. It's got a tire mark in it. Like it's been run over through the middle and it's just totally flat, but it's fine. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, they must. <laughs> I think army dollars get hit by cars a lot because they're idiots. Quite Na- possibly. Nature's idiots. Yeah. Um, so it cuts to that and then we get a hard cut into the van. Van of teens. The fucking Scooby group. The Scooby gang. I would like to point out that the van that was used in this film um, belonged to the director of Terrorvision. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, see, i got a van if you need it. And he just opened his own a green van with a bunch of kids going around. Yeah, he's crime. like, I've also got the kids in the van. Do you want to borrow them too? Yeah. Yep. I mean, the acting was pretty much just... <gasps> It's just like, yeah, they got the actors with the van. <laughs> uh, so we cut to the van. We're introduced to our first character, um, who I've, I didn't know his name at first, but his name is uh, Franklin. Franklin in the wheelchair. Franklin in the wheelchair. I think Guy in wheelchair um, is our first character. We're kind of introduced to it. It basically starts with them stopping, having to lay down the plank so he can go out and take a piss. Yeah. Yeah. So straight away, a bit of an awkward opening for these characters, eh? Uh, a little bit. So they're obviously on the way somewhere. Um, as a gang. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into this somewhere of what yeah. their plan is later. Yeah, it's... it's they're yeah. on they're on a road trip. Um, it's fine. So, so I thought this was a really weird opening. Well, this shows... This, uh, this, now, this is Topo's filmmaking now. Yeah. So we're seeing, like, okay, it's... An, <sighs> introduce your characters before you show one going for an orc. Like, a real tedious, like, because, like, it's the olden days. There's no, there's no wheelchair ramps in the van. No, so they have to put planks, planks down, of wood. wheel this poor dude out into a bunch of bushes. He has Hand to piss a into a coffee can or something. Yeah. And then, of course, what happens? Uh, so a truck just rolls by and somehow spooks them all, but spooks Franklin into rolling down the hill and falling out of his wheelchair. Now, we're not quite sure how he's disabled, Franklin, because... As you were saying earlier, what yeah. you- So as he's rolling down the hill, flailing his legs, <laughs> um, it, it's not accurate. <laughs> it's, it's not accurate for someone who's in a wheelchair. Yeah, and then he's like on the ground at the bottom. He's already all beaten up now. He's got cuts all over him. I'm just very surprised as to how a truck driving past can... Have you actually... This was a double trailer, uh, you know, a double truck. Yeah. Very tall one with livestock in it, I think, maybe. Have you been next to them when they speed past? Because they go at like 120 k's an hour past you and they actually have, can knock shit over. So yes. that okay. did make a slight bit of sense. That but, makes more sense now. But I'm you terrified didn't really it. get that from it. You know what I mean? Like, no. so No, because as far as I was aware, like the van is there on the side of the road. Franklin is between the van and the road. So there's like this big old... There is a blocking. A barrier. Well, the thing I noticed, which straight away, is he's taking a piss. He goes down the thing and his dick's not out. His pants <laughs> aren't even, the first thing his pants aren't even uh, down. No. And like, I wanted to see a bit of Franklin Wang flopping down the hill. <laughs> like, that seemed important to me as continuity. Well, it, it, you, you're not wrong, and that might have crossed my mind once or twice. Like, like his, where's Franklin's his, dick? His... Well, once or twice, like later in the movie for no reason. Like, you know what this film needs? Franklin's dick. No, as I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep last night, I'm like, fuck, I can't sleep. 
Why oh, wasn't Franklin's dick out? Yeah, that's what I'm missing in my life. There's a <laughs> there's a Franklin's dick puzzle piece. Not like that's it's not just missing this yeah, one missing. little piece. My life is no longer fulfilled. Anyhow, Franklin's dick didn't come out and he fell down the hill. <laughs> which is um and then we're kind of like they get him back into the van. So this is now we're introduced to the van of young people after yeah. this. This should have been the first conversation. Yeah. Like, we needed to know who these people were before we cared about old Franklin Nodick. And like, I, I'd like just like to very early on point out that I don't care about Franklin. I hate him. Um, yeah, he is a very, 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 very annoying, whingy character. And it's like, they're like... They're not doing a, a they're not doing a solo for people in wheelchairs, how no, are they? Because no. like, there wouldn't be many people in wheelchairs in movies. No, so not at all. At least make him a character who's not stereotypically how people think people are in wheelchairs. That he was ho- whingy. Hopeless. Whinging. He can't even use his own wheelchair because clearly he's not disabled in real life. Like, you see how he's moving around. For a dude who's like, you know, you assume he's been in a wheelchair his whole life, he's not very good at a wheelchair. Like no. Doesn't know how to use a wheelchair. Anyway. No. So it's 1973. It's the hippie generation. So they're in this van. Obviously, we the shorty shorts, the no bras, the deep V and bell-bottom jeans, and they're talking about astrology. They're talking about yeah, the- Mercury in retrograde. and Which is really weird because so there's two guys, two girls, and Franklin. Yes, he is like... Franklin um, is brother to Sally. Sally, yes. Sally. And then we've got um, the other girl, which name is... Oh, my God, what's her name? I can't remember her name because I just kept calling... I think her name's Pam. Yeah, Pam. So, Pam and um, Kirk. They're together. Kirk, Kirk uh, is a couple. referred to as Deep V in this, by the Deep way. Deep V. Deep V. And then we have... Sally and Jerry and Jerry. Yep, Jerry is like Kirk, Jerry, Pam, and <laughs> Sally and Franklin. Yeah, they really worked hard. They're, se- they're seventy now. Um, so Jerry is very. He's got the bell bottom jeans. He's got this terrible paisley shirt, big sort of seventies uh, jufro, and the big old glasses. Yeah. So he is very of. They're, they're all, all... And then Kirk is kind of like a sporty dude. Yeah, so he's still got the bell-bottom jeans, matching sort of... But he He's the kind of dude that wears like a ringer T-shirt, you know, those yes. things that are just tight-fitting. Yes, he... But he doesn't in this, but he's, he would. He would be wearing the shortest of shorts. Oh, yeah. If I'm, this was... I'm thinking about getting into some short shorts this year. Could you? I actually used to, I may still own a pair of white jeans that I've cut into the shorter shorts where the pockets are coming out the bottom of the shorts. I just, I need to see this. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm not a fan of shorts. I'm wearing shorts today because it's, it's meant to be hot, but I hate shorts. I feel less authoritative. Anyhow, we've Thank got you. the kids. They're introduced And then they, um, so then they, what do we do here? Then so they pull up to a cemetery. Yeah, this um, was weird. Hey. So this is a cemetery that we saw at the very beginning of the film um, where had- they were reporting on grave robbing. Introduced um, a whole bunch of weird a lot redneck- of rednecks and hillbillies. Just one's sort of drinking himself into a stupor on the the S- grass. A bit of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of people around because obviously they're checking on the graves to make sure like their loved ones haven't been death. This scene to me was like a ham-fisted way of just saying, "Look at the kind of people that are around this area. Yeah. Like these are deep, deep, deep Texas. You know, like dudes who don't get anything that." There was a surprising lack of women in this film, apart from the cute w- two women in the car. Yeah. Like, there's no one else. No. I don't think in the whole film. There's, like, some extras in the background, but that's about it. Are there? Yeah. In this scene? Oh, there might yes. have been, yeah. Yeah, in this okay. scene. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and then we um, you get thing in there, like, one of them is like, hey, uh, 
my un my uncle owns a place around here. And they're like, oh, you own that place, do you? And like, this is weird scene that doesn't make any sense because we don't actually know what's going on, but yeah. they we're, they're talking as if we know what's going on. So Sally's um gotten out of the car at the cemetery. She's talking to just a local, and she's saying that I think my granddad is buried here. We just want to make sure that his grave's okay. And they're like, oh, you go tell the sheriff, and he'll um. Which nothing eventuated. Like, they didn't no. even go check a grave or anything no, in the end. No, because then it's back on the road again. Bang, they're straight back in the car. It's they're just like, okay. driving past a, a slaughterhouse. And they're like, ew, it smells. Um, And then, yes, so they're talking about the stench, they're talking about the slaughterhouse, and then they're ta- talking about um how they would, you know, kill the... How to kill, yeah, yeah which, which is really weird. Like, Franklin gets into the actual logistics of killing an animal to yeah. show that he... Doesn't have any social skills up there. Like, Chris, why are you even talking about that? Let's get back to our astrology book. Yeah. Which I would say that it, which is just a textbook. Which they're just reading it. One of the girls is just reading out aloud, and the guy driving's like, "Oh yeah, cool, yeah." And I'm like, <laughs> sure. "What are you guys studying for a test? Do you go? Are you trying to show that these people have like, uh, they're not just you know dumb teens that they're into astrology? I- My number one astrology is stupid. <laughs> like you know, it doesn't matter what planets are doing; it doesn't affect my dick. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's very good that Franklin is talking about this because it does sort of come into play later on in the film. Yeah. So, you know how a lot of people from the working at the slaughterhouse were put out of work because you know there was heaps of people employed it, to bash the cows on the head with hammers, but now they've got this the bolt gun, the bolt gun. Yeah, and it also overlays that with real footage of real slaughterhouse footage, which is always like a bit weird. Bit weird, but why not? Yeah, they're trying to add in that. I think that was just to add in the, like, make it even more real. Show some real, like, fucking cows. Yeah, we love cows. cows um, which did, like, it did set a scene of how gross an area they're in. The fact that there's a stink of death in the air, which is mm. kind of cool. Anyhow, they decided to pick up a hitchhiker at this point. It's true. Um, the hitchhiker reminds me of uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, does. yeah. Uh, is it the, the weird yeah. smile mouth? Yeah. Or like a weird version of um, I forgot his name. Keep going. Okay, that's fine. Um, so yes, yeah, so they pick up a hitchhiker. He's he's got this weird birth de, not defect, birth mark on his face. He's he's got a bag that he's clearly made out of roadkill. Um, and he's just he's a bit strange. Um, he, I think... He's a great strange person. He's, like, he's, like, super happy and, like, hey, yeah. hey, guys, where are... And then they, they start talking about the slaughterhouse and he fucking beams up and he, you can tell he's been there. Yep. And he's, like, taking fucking Polaroids of the dead animals or shit like that. Or yes. he starts showing... He's just a fucker. Well, he's talking, he's, he starts talking. He's, like, oh, my brother and, like, my family worked there and we were really good at killing cows. My brother, though, my brother was the best at killing cows. He'd kill them real good with the hammer. He'd, like, bash the hammer on the head. Yeah, cows. And so is this whole film implying because the slaughterhouse closed down, Leatherface had nowhere to kill again? Yes. And so he just has to kill people? Pretty so that it much. fucked him up? I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's mostly like, well, what are they going to do now? So human a cattle to him. Ooh, right, that would be a thesis, uh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking savage. <laughs> um, so this guy's weird. At this point, like, Franklin's pulled out his pocket knife and he's picking his fingers with it and he's just being... 
It's a good knife. It's it's like, oh, there's a really good knife. And, you know, the hitchhiker takes the knife and then he's like, oh, this is is a great knife. Like, this good knife. And then proceeds to cut his hand open. Cutting himself up. So it's showing he's even more crazy. Like, well, there's some crazy pants. Um, So he's he's bleeding everywhere and... They're all like, oh, fuck, this guy. Why did we pick him up? It's like, maybe it's time for you to move on there, buddy. And then he pulls out his camera and... Yeah, so the hitchhiker's got like a big old... Polaroid camera for yeah. some reason. He's Takes obviously... a photo of Franklin and then he's like, it's a good photo. You should pay me for it. Yeah, basically he it's does the photo. old uh, uh, the hawker picture of takes a photo of him and then wants money for it straight yeah. away. And yeah, he says no. Then uh, he get, he freaks out. He puts the photo down. He gets some alfoil out. He puts some gunpowder on it and he burns it. It's some sort of a, looks like a little bit of witchcraft, a bit of, bit of black magic. Yeah. Um, it's nothing. No. He doesn't ever come back up. So, yeah, that, that'll froth everywhere. As the, everyone panics, there's froth and froth. Fizzes up. And there's flames in the car. But he, uh, Hitchhiker grabs Franklin and cuts him with a, a switchblade that he had in his pants. Yeah, he's like, this is also a good knife. Yeah, yeah. This is my uh, knife. So they kick him out. He uh, he smears. So he's kicking the car. Because he's like, oh, I live just down there. You could drive me down there. And they're like, no, nah, get out of the fucking van now. Out. So he's kicking the car. He's laughing. And he's smearing his blood all over the car. Which he like makes into some sort of logo, which I can only assume is to tell people to fuck them over. Yeah. Um, yeah. It or is. some shit. Is it though? Is, is that is that like is that cast in stone? That that idea that that logo like get these guys. I'm under the assumption because of course they go to the gas station next. It is nice to not know what is crazy and what is like like whatever they're doing, which I think that's what is really powerful for the film. That there is a a lot of stuff that's in it that is like, it could be this or it could be that. It's fine. Definitely. So I feel that if they hadn't have gone down the path that they went down, so, you know, what we're about to explain Like if next, he, like, paid him for the photo, he would have gotten out and they wouldn't have got killed. Yeah, potentially. Or it still would have happened, but instead of them going off and doing what we're about to explain that they've done, they're going to get done over it at some point anyway because... But then again, at no point do, if you think about it, though, does anyone come for them? They no. all go to the problem. Yeah. So I don't think it had anything to do with anything. So maybe if that hadn't have happened, they would have come to them. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's, Anyhow, it's all they, speculation. They pull up a gas station. Guess what? No gas. What a coincidence. That's got, terrible. Got no gas. Uh, the gas station guy warns them to, like, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to our, our house at this certain spot. And he's like, oh, you don't want to go there. So he's actually telling them not to go there. Mm-hmm. Even though they have the logo on the car. Yeah. So Which doesn't get washed off the car, if you notice. The guy washes the front of the car, washes the windshield, sees blood on the car, doesn't touch it. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't touch blood on a car either, though, if I was no. a washer. No. So, um, then, yeah, there's a symbol on the side. Uh, they drive to the old... So, fuck it. Let's just move on. They drive to the... Uh, so, they drive to this old house. They keep doing this old house that their parents own. Anyhow, they get there. Um, like Franklin's whinging about the, the blood on the car. Yeah, well, they go into the house, everyone. Franklin's kind of left to, like, his own way. Like, this house isn't even a house. No. This is, like, a ruin. Yes. You can't stay there. No. None of them, they don't have any camping gear. What is their plan? Yeah, who knows? So, it's the house of the grandfather. And, I mean, I'm going to assume that these kids are in their mid-20s, early 20s. Yeah. And she's upstairs. So, this house is in complete ruins, but she's like, oh, I was here. I stayed here when I was eight. Like, there's no way any ha- unless you've burnt this fucker down, in ten there years is no way this house can look like this in that time. Yeah, or is there, and also, what is their plan? Yeah. They've gone Why on a road trip there? to a ruin. Yeah. They have no sleeping gear. 
what was their plan? Like, and they're like, we're going to go check out the house. Why? Yeah. Why? There's, there's no Franklin, like, it. gets out the car. Clearly, he's not a, a real person. He, like, he's in a real wheelchair. He's getting stuck in the dirt. He's whinging. He starts to throw a tanty. Yeah. He's going on a trip. Like, as in, like, a full just, like, yeah. spoiled kid tanty. He's obviously been dragged on this trip. Or has he? Who knows? I don't know. I would, I, just based on his character, I'd be like, you would have whinged and manipulated her into bringing you and then you're whinging and manipulating that they've not spent the whole... And this is nothing to do with him being in a wheelchair. This is just his personality, that shit, that he would have been like, oh, I've got no one and I, I've got nowhere to go or anyone to be with. So he's come along and is really put out that they can't change his plan, their plans yeah. for someone who he's, cannot do things. He's just like, he's not, as I said, he's not doing any favours for nope. the wheelchair, or representing the wheelchair community. He's basically written as a character that everyone thinks what wheelchair people are like, and which is bad. So, yeah. Toe Pooper, bad, bad writing. Um, next, uh, so then Pam and Kurt, they're like, isn't there a swimming hole around here? I'm like, yeah. why would you even want to go swimming? You don't even have anywhere to sleep or anything to do. Yeah. No more, there's no drinks in this thing. Like, no. what are they doing? You would be very no dehydrated. one smokes weed. No one drinks. Like, what are they doing? This isn't 1973, clearly. This isn't, they're not, they're not religious. No. Like, who are these people? Anyhow, they go to find a swimming hole and guess what? The swimming hole's all dried up. What? That's just, Wow. Yep. Exactly. Sure. Um, and that they see on the on the horizon. Oh, look! There's a house over there, and we can hear a generator running. Maybe they've got some gas. Yes. <laughs> nice. Um, so they cruise over there. They see a whole bunch of old dead cars that are mm-hmm. uh, hidden under like a uh, camo mesh. Yep. Uh, which we, which is obviously you know other victims, which I think it happened a bit too early in the film because there's no like you just like. You should have seen that later once we've mm. seen that they've been killing and then it could reveal that they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, but also it kind of works that they've done it that way because, uh, I mean, you drive past so many, I mean, especially down my way, there's just cars in yards. Cars in, in, in yards. Cars in the front yard and they're just burnt out. Or That just, is true, yeah. It's like, oh, this is our good car. This is the shooting car. Um, so it, it could mean one thing. It could mean another thing. But where they are... They're not going to question that kind of thing. Yeah, they get up to the house, knock on the door, no one's home. Oh. And then you, you, you do exactly what you do when you go to someone's house you don't know and the, uh, you open the door and you just go in. That's usually what I do, yep. yeah. Yeah, So um, Herb goes inside and Pam waits outside. Yep. Herb goes inside, he's looking around, he's just in the kind of the foyer. Yeah, uh, he's hearing <laughs> some weird noises. And yeah, like so he goes wheels. over and then suddenly, bang, <gasps> door opens. Herb gets slammed in the head with a hammer by Leatherface, who never gets called Leatherface. No. He's just called Brother. Um, and it's like like actual like hammer hit to the head. He's on the ground. He's twitching. This is a this- perfect scene because, of course, at this time, like, it's just this derelict house with this doorway. And they yell out, anyone here? Right red wall with all these taxidermy, like, animal heads on it. And then he's sort of looking, and then just that thunk, that thunk of him being hit on the head, and then the the spasming, twitching. Yeah, the spasming the is really what That's did it. Like he's so just like his good. brains has gone into spasm, and then like yeah, so Leather Place just quickly grabs him, pulls him a bit further in the door, and then slams, slams his the door. steel door like yeah. cut hard cut. And I was like, oh shit. Oh. And then I thought like five years later, Halloween came out, and there's not even. Anything as close as that violent. And then yeah. I realised this is a different kind of film. This is, Halloween was a slasher. This is not a slasher. And then I realised this is a gore porn film. This is. This, this is, is like a gore porn. hostile gore porn. 
And I gotta say, I don't like gore porn films. No, I never don't. have. Um, but so I was like, Ugh. yep. And then, um, and so then when we left with Pam, Pam's yep. outside. She's like, well, this all happens very quickly. It does. Um, I thought this was actually the, one of the coolest part of the film. This is one of the most iconic sequences in the film. Like this well, whole thing. The problem with this is, I thought, man, this is gonna be so violent. There isn't actually much more violence in this film from this point. No. A lot of it is soundscape from now on, and the sound of stuff happening and which I think is fine. Mm-hmm. So Pam, Scott, she's out there like, where's Kurt? Kurt, where are you? Where are you? Um, she goes into the house yep. as well. She goes a different way. She falls into the bone room. Yes. So she falls into a room which is covered. Chicken feathers. Chicken feathers, like plucked feathers all over the ground, like a layer yep. of uh, of chicken feathers. So when she falls, it all boofs up. And she gets like, and they're all stuck on her and her sides of her mouth, like gross. Not knife feathers, not pillow feathers either. Like, and there's a chicken in the, a chicken in a cage, in the cage. And, and it's a whole room. This is where they put all their, 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 their creativity. So they've and like all. built a couch out of bones. And so there's, 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 there's animal bones, there's human bones. There's, yeah. It's bone room. So again, this is where it falls back to the Ed Gein thing because when they went into his house, his, he had made like the lampshades out of... Uh, Human flesh, flesh, and then the all these different things using the bodies that he's found. Um, so this is where that sort of touches on that again. Yeah. So she's. Yeah. So this is based on yeah some real yep. serial killer shit. So we're getting more of an in, insight into these people who they are. They're fucked. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she. Uh, we've got to mention in case you don't know what Leatherface looks like. Because in case you haven't seen in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he's a big man. He wears like a shirt and pants, slacks. Yes. He wears an apron, mm-hmm. like a killing apron, which we just realised now is a slaughterhouse apron. Yes. Um, and he has a skin mask made out of someone's face. That's why he's leather face. Yeah. And he wields a chainsaw. Or he wields a hammer. He wields, he wields things. He wields. He's a wielder. So that's what he looked like. And he doesn't talk. He just kind of like yells and... <laughs> he's fucked up. So he's like uh, potentially a little bit developmentally challenged, you and think? he's never learnt to talk. So the way he communicates is with like grunts. squeals and grunts. And he's like a pig. Yeah, pretty much. So he's learnt to talk from the pigs. Yeah. So Pam, like at this point, she throws up. She's so grossed out by this room that she gets up, starts to race out, and as she's about to race out, Leatherface wrenches open the door snatches her up, which is another iconic scene. If you've seen, like, any kind of still or any sort of, like, anything for this film, it's him with her. He's got her under one arm. And yeah. And he's picked her up like it's nothing. Like he's a big man. Yeah, he a big man. And he's, like, picks her up, walks her back into the house. She's screaming, trying to get out. Nope. And then immediately walks into... So we see where he... A new room. A new room. And he hangs her on... A meat hook. Yeah, like just straight into that. We didn't. See, we don't see it happen. No. But it is a better meat hook version than in Texas Chainsaw New New Generation because there's actual blood. Yes. She gets honked onto a meat hook. Yeah. And then it's made a lot to watch as Leatherface goes about his business and chainsaws up Kurt right in front of her. Yeah. We do not see that though. It is no. more soundscape and her screaming. Yeah. More her reaction and stuff like that. This is where it starts to get very unnerving. Anyway, we cut back to the Scooby Gang. Yep. Um, back at the house. We have Jerry. Jerry, Kurt, and Pam. No. Jerry goes, and Jerry decides he's gonna, he's a bit worried. Where is everyone? I'm going to go look for Kurt and Pam. So he uh, he goes to the house. Yep. And leaves Franklin and Sally back at the van, where Franklin is still whinging 
about the blood on the van and that it's a symbol and they're going to come and get him. They're going to kill him. He's in danger. What the fuck? Oh, no, Sally. I'm so sorry. Whinge, 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 whinge. So then we get Jerry rocks up at the house and what only can be described as the sound of a mogwai, like gizmo. Like, it's the actual like, it, like, it's the actual sound like of the gremlin, like... It's true. It actually reminded me a little bit of Scream 2 at the very opening sequence where Omar Epps goes into the bathroom and he's, like, taken a leak in the bathroom and he hears this sound in the next door and it is very much like... Oh. And he puts his ear up against the wall and then, bam, knife through the ear. It reminded me a lot of that. How would someone know where the ear is? I don't yeah. Um, yeah. So Jerry goes in to look for a mogwai because he's like, they're great, they multiply. It's true. <laughs> this film hasn't come out for another 10 years, but that's fine. I'm looking for it. Yeah, he, look, he looks around the house. He also just walks. Walk these people have no boundaries, no. eh? Like, it, it, they serve some right. As we've said, none of these people, this would have happened if they hadn't gone into the house. Mm-hmm. Like, they just keep going, and they just keep going into the house. So he goes in the house, he can't find anyone. He looks around, he finds sees a big freezer, it's making a noise. He opens the freezer up, and then we have. Pam burst out, all fucked up. Yeah. She's in shock. She's a, She doesn't know what's going on. She just has sits up out this freezer, has a schizophrenic embolism. Yep. And then, of course, he steps back, um, Leatherface comes in and bonks him on the head. With a hammer. Yep. He fucking, he hammers. So, so far we've had two hammer hammer takeouts yep. and a chainsaw dismemberment. It is hammer Already time. so much more yep. than uh, Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. Um, at this point, Leatherface, he seems to be freaking out a little bit. So he's he's kind of just feels unsettled with... Yeah, is this him. the same where he just sits down and like yeah, has like, like a bit of a panic attack? You know, he's looking in the out the window. He's like having a look around. Like, you know, are there more people coming? What is happening? Yeah, like, why are all these people suddenly coming into my house? And then it sits down and we get this close-up of him in his mask. And, you know, he, you, you can see he's I've, got the, the redneck teeth and he's just like... I think this is the first time you get a close-up of the mask. So I, it's to show that it actually is he's wearing someone else's face. Yeah. And it's pure existential. He's, like, having this existential crisis. Yeah, because he, he can't deal with... He he knows as well that his, uh, the, his family are probably very violent and he's going to get blamed for whatever's happening here. So he's like a scared dog. Yeah. He's like... And he sits down and puts his hands in his head, like his head yeah. in his hands and has a bit of a... An existential crisis. And we feel like a little bit of empathy for him. A little bit. Yeah. And then it kind of goes away, but then... And then bang, it's night time. Yep. All of a sudden. Yep. So uh, Franklin and Sally back at the van, you know, Sally's tooting on the horn, you know, trying to get their attention. Um, and she's saying, you know, Franklin's got this flashlight. She's like, well, give me the flashlight. I'll go look for it. This is tediously long. Like, it, it is. Give me the flashlight. Now give me the like, flashlight. I don't leave me alone. Like, I don't want you to leave me alone. I can go with you. She's like, I cannot push you down this hill. I cannot push you through this dirt. And he's like, but don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't, I'm not going to give you the flashlight because you can't leave me. And she, they basically like wrestle. Makes a. Yeah. They wrestle over the flashlight and he, he just, he's like, I hear, I hear something. Stop. And at this point, bam, Leatherface, ch- chainsaw, straight to Franklin. He, that didn't happen. That didn't happen? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, well, at first they go on a big mission through the woods. Oh, okay. She's like pushing him through the woods anyway. So he uh, he gets his way. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so okay. she starts pushing him through the woods, blah, pushing him in the wheelchair. And then suddenly, bang, Leatherface comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's this long, tedious scene of her pushing him through fucking reeds and shrubs and that, and the wheelchair getting bogged, and uh, 
But he basically just didn't want it. He just wanted the flashlight. This yeah. is him having another guy, uh, buddy, hissy fit because he yeah. wants the flashlight. Um, and then Leatherface comes out of nowhere and chainsaws Franklin through the guts. And I've written in capital letters, yes. I wrote, bam, Leatherface fucking up Franklin with a chainsaw. All in caps. Yeah. Uh, and I've also written just for this, man, I hate Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got that written a few times throughout this. So Franklin's finally dead. He doesn't even come back in, do it. Leatherface no. doesn't even bother doing anything with him. No. He doesn't take him back. He's going to be a lot of dead weight. Yeah, he is. He is a little bit overweight, Franklin. Yes, they um, do make poke fun of that throughout the film as well. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, now we've got a chase scene between Leatherface and Sally. Okay, Sally is the, basically the final girl. Yeah. This is the only one. All this happens very quick. Like, like the, the killing bits are just like, okay, cool. Now the rest of the film is just about Sally. Yes. We got rid of all those fucking dead weight characters. Yep. So she's, she's running and then she arrives at the house. She's running through the forest. She's getting her hair caught in the bloody trees. Like, like oh, I hate that long... Because she's a long, blonde-haired girl. Yeah, very, very 70s vibe to her um, because it is 70s. I, Leatherface... So Gunnar Hansen could actually run a lot faster than she could. So you can see many scenes of him trying to, like... Jogging? Pull back. And then at one point, he's just, like, cutting up some trees because he... he ah, these trees, these, like, these small oh, shrubberies are in my way. This, this wooded thicket is, is in the way um, just so he couldn't catch up to her. Yeah, that's um, right. So, yes. And Once again, anything could have played a good role in that. Though. Yeah. Like, he could have just made it look like it was fine. Did you notice that she had a full-body flailing scream? So, as she's running, everything's going. Yeah, she's yeah. She's, like, wacky-waving in... Like, uh, one of those, like... Yeah. What are they? The the inflatable wacky yeah. waving people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's just full full body screaming and flailing as she then runs into the house. She runs into the house. Shuts the door. Runs upstairs. Goes upstairs. Runs into someone's house. Doesn't know who they are. Runs upstairs. Runs into a room. Um, there's, there's two people sitting at um, in is an empty room with just two armchairs at the end. She runs up and goes, "Please help me!" To the people sitting, they're both dead people. Yeah. <gasps> Cut in the highest pitch fucking noise you can. Like, they yeah. just overlaid this sound of, like, yeah. And, like, am I, like, oh my God. Like, uh, yes, I am unnerved. Thank you very much. This is very as- Just in case you weren't unnerved, that there's these screaming people. It's like, so in that last scene, there was her running through the forest screaming. There was a chainsaw going off constantly and Leatherface squealing. Yeah. So, and then in case we didn't need a bit more, just like, you know, horrible fucking grindcore. Yeah, they rely very heavily on sound throughout this. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Yeah. Which gives it it its its own, it gives it its own feet. It lands it as well. Like, um, so Leatherface is outside. So rather than just opening the door. Like person, he's got the chainsaw and he's like trying yeah, to get he's through the door. Chainsawing his chainsaw. own house door. Um, which it's very strange. Um, at this point, Sally runs down the stairs to try and go back out of the house. Sees the leather face. And this is the only film, the only horror film in which the victim startles the killer because she runs down. They basically meet at the bottom of the stairs, both kind of freak out at the sight of each other. And then she goes running back up the steps. Yeah. And immediately jumps out the window. She jumps us out of a second story window. Now, if I know anything about jumping out of second story windows, you get compound fractures, if <laughs> anything from From Beyond has taught me. She just fucking lands. It's a thump. Thunk. <laughs> thump on a, th- a grassy thicket. Yeah. 
<laughs> she thonks down onto the ground. She's a little bit hurt, a little yeah. bit dazed. And then off she goes, screaming and flailing, and again, Leatherface is in tow. So this whole sequence could actually be shot to the Benny, the Benny Hill theme song. Yes. Um, this film is very short. Did you notice? This film is a, a, a 120 minutes, including credits and opening. Yep. So if you take that out, it's basically a 110-minute film. It's Which is true. very short. And as we get a little bit closer to the end... They can't cut anything out. It's going to be too short. There is shit that they should have cut, but they had to leave it in, obviously. Yeah. So they didn't film enough because they're fucking turkey goblins. Yep. Um, so she's off screaming and flailing. Leatherface is chasing after her. And then she's she's running we're back through the woods. And then she clotheslines herself on a branch, which is hilarious. And then she kind of... She's like, oh, fuck. And just gets up and off she goes again. Um, and then ends up at the gas station. She makes it back to the gas station that has no gas. Yep. And, you know, he's the gas station attendant. He's still there. He's like, you're all right, girl. Like, it, it's it's fine. And they get this weird scene where he sits her down. And he goes, I'm going to go get the truck. And then there's this weird... Because he, he cooks barbecue. He mentions yep. that earlier and they eat some barbecue. And then there's this like, weird shot of her freaking out, looking at the barbecue. And I'm like, clearly there's going to be people in there. There wasn't. No. There was just barbecue. She just doesn't like barbecue. And yeah. I'm like, who doesn't Maybe like barbecue? Maybe she's a vegetarian. I don't know. I mean, yes, we are under the assumption that it is actually people. But if you do barbecue right, you you can have, like, you don't need to have a full arm in there. You just have, like, bits of flesh cut up. Wait, did he have an arm in there? He didn't, no. No, but, like, they could have just added that in there for the film. Like, yeah. to make it even grow. Like, she realizes this dude's fucking eating people. Yeah. Um... I never thought that, uh, or selling people to other people in their EDM, and we ate it earlier on. I thought that would have been a nice thing, but they didn't really do it. She just freaks out at the barbecue. It is a very odd sort of moment of like all this close up, like. Yeah, very eat carpet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the gas station man returns, um, and then he. Uh, he returns with a bag? Or yeah, something? he got a big old sack, and clearly she realises that she's going in that sack. Yeah, so he's, he's fucked up as well. He's, he's, part of the, he's part of the problem. Yep. So um, he starts beating her up with, with a, a broom, broom. <laughs> with a broom handle. <laughs> he's bonking her with a broom handle, poking at her. Like, he eventually knocks her out somehow with a broom handle, so yep. she's, like, dazed and confused and puts her in a... Puts her in a, a, a a hessian sack. Yeah, ties her up, puts her in a sack, puts her in the in the truck, and then off he goes, obviously back to the house. Yeah, but there is a shot of him like just poking her with a stick. Yeah. So she, he's driving along back to the house. He's still chatting to her, and he's poking her with. The I thing. hated that. Like it's just the. I think it's just the face and the. Did you hate it as in from a filmmaking point of view or just hated him because he's so? Gross? I hate. It. He is so gross. Yeah. And just the way, like his face, and just it's just. I can't even think of the word that I'm thinking of, but just how he was doing it. Just yeah, yeah, and because every time like he pokes her, she screams so loud, and it makes him like he's happy. Yeah, like he's just getting off on it. I didn't. Yeah, I. So it, just, it that made me very uncomfortable. So at this time, we still don't know what his tie is with no. this sermon. So he rocks up at the house, and the mm-hmm. hitchhiker's in the driveway. Yeah, the bloody idiot hitchhiker. He's running around. Like, get in the fucking back. Get in the truck. And then we realise, oh, they all know each other. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all in cahoots, blah, blah, blah. Because at this point, we didn't know the hitchhiker was part of the family either. Mm. So we all realise that everyone in the film is all part of this one house. Mm. So we meet the hitchhiker again, and he's, he's, now he's part of the thing. And he's talking and making fun of him, and he's getting pissed off and trying to like smack him around and be like, fuck you, man. Um, Leatherface is... Now dressed up as a lady? Like a grandma or, or like an I, old I called lady? him like mother, mother yeah, face. Mother face. Mother face. He's, he's <laughs> down. He's 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 put on a new set of skin. 
Yep. He's got a new outfit. He's got an apron, and it's, it's, oh, he's got like a lady's apron now instead of a a, a, a butcher apron. Yeah. He's uh he's all like kind of hunched over like a little old lady. He's like oh, <laughs> making these like lady noises. He's become mum. Yep. The mum the la- the mum of the family. So clearly he's uh he's got his shit together. <laughs> well, yeah. Um. So the the attendant starts. He's noticed the house is in a bit of disarray, more so than usual. The door's been cut open. Yeah, your brother's cut the door down. So, like, so he starts like wailing on Leatherface, beating him up, and like yelling at him about. And this stuff. is like in Texas Chainsaw New Generation, how they homage this scene. It's done so bad. It, it, Texas yeah. Chainsaw New Generation. I, I didn't realize how much of it just is a remake of the yeah. first film, but like every scene is done badly. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. Um. So the yeah the attendant uh the cook is he's beating up Leatherface and then he's like. Um, while the hitchhiker is harassing and tying up Sally, he's like, oh, I remember you from before. Like, oh, yeah, it's you. <laughs> um, told you you'd see me again. And then he's like, go upstairs, get your grandpa. Yeah, like, so, what? So, yeah, Leatherface and, and the hitchhiker go upstairs and grab the guy, the corpse that she earlier found and ran out of the room, but they had the high-pitched knots. Yeah. They sit her at a table is it, that is, or they sit her down. They tie her to a chair. Yeah, so it's a chair at, at this long dining table. So it's obviously dinner time. They're going to have a meal together. Yeah, with her. It's, it's what you do. Yeah, well, it happened in Braindead. They had a dinner together. That's right. Dinner, the theme of all horror films. The good old <laughs> sit down with the, the folks dinner. Thanksgiving. 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 <laughs> Um, so that's, it's so strange uh, because this grandpa is like, he's dead. This is fucked. He's saying. dead. He's, he's dead. dead. What? But is he? And then we got a lot of, we start to get some, a lot of weird camera angles happening. Yeah. So it's a lot of like up shots, down shots around. It's it's very nightmare. Uh, it's, it's kind of disorientating. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to get very art house and weird and they, they get a knife out and they cut her hand. Mm. They cut her fingers and yes. she's screaming about this. This whole time I thought she's screaming. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of screaming. There is part. so much screaming. Um, and they cut her finger and they put her fingers into the corpse's mouth. Suddenly the corpse just comes alive and starts sucking on her fingers. He and I was dead. like, and I've written in my notes, Jesus Christ, this would have fucked people up in 1973. Yeah. This is horrendous, this, this shit that's happening now. It was really strange. Um, so during this scene where uh, her finger gets cut, it actually gets cut. He act like Gunnar Hansen actually cuts her finger open um, in real life. Yes, yeah, so there was a lot of speculation as to like they just couldn't get the scene right. She just wasn't doing the right reaction, and he was fed up, and he just cut her. Um, but then there's just speculation that um, they were trying to do the scene, and and she she slipped, she moved wrong. And oh, they, I said she really, really did get cut. So she's she's really cut. She's really bleeding. It's 1973, mate. There ain't. Any rules, considering there aren't any, any rules in like 80, 85 or 6 when they made Evil Dead. This is like Pepsi no rules generation. <laughs> so Sally uh, is getting fucking sucked. Her fingers are getting sucked off. She just can't handle it. This no. is too much. She faints. Done. It's also I like 100 way before degrees. That. So while they were filming this this film, this was like one of the worst heat waves in Texas oh, yeah. as well. And the house, they were saying, so the gentleman that plays uh, the hitchhiker was actually a Vietnam vet. And he said that filming this sequence in the house, the smell, the, the smell of the, because everything they had laid out on the table already started rotting. Everyone's in there. Obviously, they couldn't um, wash Leatherface's clothes because you can't get the, the continuities out. So everyone stinks. Everyone smells really bad. It's like 100 degrees. It's gross. And he's like, this was worse than Vietnam. This is worse than them. He was probably a clerk. <laughs> <laughs> Office job. <laughs> um, 
So Sally faints. She works up. She's tied to yeah. Now she's tied to the chair, and the full dinner table is set, and they're they're all at the dinner table. Yeah, and they had then they have this weird and horrible Scream. screaming montage. Screaming montage. There is so much screaming. I did turn. I, it down. Uh, yeah, I turned it down. My wife came in and goes, "This is fucked." She goes, this was interesting at first. She yeah. thought it'd be it, but she was like, this is shit now. Yeah. This is just screaming. Like, this it, is. Yeah. And I, 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 it got to me. I was like, oh my God, so much screaming. Loud and noises. The screaming doesn't let up now till the end of the film. Oh, so everything we're saying from now on, imagine there is a girl screaming over the top yeah. of everything that happens from now on. Yeah. Um, so they decide to let Grandpa kill her. Yeah. Because they're like, Grandpa was the best killer. Let's get old Grandpa to kill her. Yeah. I thought it was a little strange as well because there's this little sequence where they're like, well, now we got to kill you. Like, you Now we've got to kill you. Sorry, it, this is just a situation that you just, wrong place, wrong time, we got to kill you. And they're making fun of the gas station attendant because he can't kill people. And he's like, I just don't take, I take no pleasure in killing. Yeah. He's like, I can't do it. And he's they're like, like, ha, 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 ha. he's like to poke you with a broom handle. Yeah. That's his, that's his he's vibe. He's a little bit sadistic. Well, he might have been. Uh, he might have been the guy who fucks the corpses when they dig them up. Because it is applied as well that they are the ones digging up the corpses. Yeah, we, we um, kind of get that by now. Yeah. So and they talk about yeah. So he's the necrophilia vibe of it. He's waiting to, for them to kill her so he can bang her. Yep, and Maybe. then cut her up and cook her and sell her as barbecue. And then bang her. Yeah. <laughs> Bang that barbecue. Um, I found that this this whole dinner table scene just it goes. It doesn't it. It, it goes and goes. So yeah, they they it's get too- her. They hold her head down over a big steel pail. They get their wheel the grandpa over or whatever, and they like put a hammer in his hand. He's just like he's got he's so weak he, he can't, can't even hold he can't it. even. It's no. This tedious scene of him tr- constantly trying to hit her in the head with a hammer and dropping the hammer. It, and it just it keeps going. They hit her a couple and of times going. though. And it just it drags and it's like. Why he's clearly old? Why would you give him that? This is a bad idea. Well, I, I think he wanted to do it. He just he couldn't. He was did, too old. He, he's too old. He didn't have to drink enough blood. No. To keep get to kickstart his heart. So because this drags on for too long, Sally gets up and they're still screaming. She's still screaming. Full body screaming. Yeah, they, have, they start arguing, which gives her an opportunity yeah. to get up and run away. She gets up and runs out the window. Jumps out the window. It's now morning. Second window she's jumped through. Yeah, she's just fucking up. I'm gonna there. say she was very beaten up, and she, she looked was. great. And you know, she had blood all over her. The continuity was quite good. Mm. Uh, so you know, all the grossness was sad. But as you said, it's just because they were just in all in the same clothes constantly. Yeah. Well, she was. I think on the f- couple of the first days of filming, she'd gone to a local laundromat to wash the clothes, and they all got stolen. And luckily, there was a place that had, like, one top left. And like she similar. just couldn't wash it for the rest of the film. Yeah. So, by the time filming ended, you could pretty much just, like, hit it on some, like, on... It's like Liz Lemon's jumper when they yes. pick it up and it's just, like, frozen. <laughs> I, yeah. She goes, oh, you got it off the chair. <laughs> um, so, Sally escapes. She starts running down the road. And it's turned into this daytime chase scene through yep. the forest, down the road. Very similar to The Next Generation. Yeah. Well, that's because they copied it. Yep. <laughs> they even do the hammer thing. Mm. Um, so then we get, uh, so she's running through. We've got the hitchhiker running after her. We've got Leatherface running after her. Uh, she runs out into the road and uh, there's a big fucking truck comes down the road and it just fucking hits the hitchhiker. Yeah. And we get a great moment. So this is only the second bit of like real good violence I think we've really seen. Yep. You just see this like dummy that they've obviously made out. Just So the truck obviously hits him and then slams on its brakes and you just see this dummy getting clonking under these tires. It was great. Yeah. I, I wrote ha ha because it, it looked really funny. Yeah. 
still screaming going on. Like, she's still running around. She fucking gets in, like, oh, you know, she stops, the truck stops. She tries to get into the truck. So they get into the, so the, the I think the, the truck driver gets out, comes up to her, and then they see Leatherface. So they get into the truck. Leatherface is on the outside of the truck, just like. Trying to chainsaw trying the truck chainsaw door. Trying to chainsaw the door. And they get out of the truck. The other side, because they're like, well. Instead of driving off. Yeah, instead of, yeah, dickheads. So that, that, they were, um, he was pretty panicked. He's probably like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Um, so then we have truck driver, um, uh, Sally and truck driver are running away. Leatherface is running behind them. Le- a truck driver has a wrench in his hand, which he lobs at Leatherface, clocks him square in the face, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. Knocks Leatherface basically straight back onto his back. He falls down. As he falls down, his chainsaw falls onto his leg. And this looked great. Yeah. Chainsaws his own leg, which you could just tell was just a big meat wad that they were just chainsawing. That's a bit of... exactly what they did. Oh, really? They, they had a metal... A metal thing on his leg. Did they just bury his leg pr- in the ground? Protecting? No. No, they did it really badly because he got burnt. So they had this metal plate protecting his leg and then a piece of, like, steak or something on top of it. Oh, my God. And that would have heated up so quick. It did, and it burnt him. So it looks really good because they did it really badly. <laughs> it still would have looked good. Like, you just bury the leg. They were yeah. on dirt. Yeah. There's a lot <sighs> of dirt. A lot of dirt in this film. A lot of dirt. Yeah, so now Leatherface is all fucked up. He's like, fuck me leg. He gets up. Um, <laughs> from uh, Truck driver just disappears. Truck driver just yeah, runs I, out of shot. At Done. one point I was like, okay, because I, I was looking at my phone for a bit, and I'm like, wait, where's the truck? Did I miss? Did, no, did he, he just die? runs out of shot. He no. doesn't exist anymore. Great, that's fine. Um, he probably went and got back in his truck. And then a car kind of drives up. Sally flags down the car. Help, 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 help. He, she, it's like a ute. She jumps into the back. They stop, jumps into the back of the ute. They see well, something fucked up. They speed off. Yeah. Shot of her just laugh screaming. She's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's gone like fucking nuts. And then yeah. we get like Leatherface's dance scene of him just dancing with his chainsaw spinning. Yeah. Just like, woo so this is meant to be more of a, like, he was originally meant to just be, like, stamping his feet in, like, oh, fuck, I fucked up, she got away, but they thought that the chainsaw, he's, like, he's meant to be mad about it. He's, like, fucking hell, chainsaw around. It's more like a weird, like, I uh, fucked up dance. Yes. It's the, the, you know, the, the, the shame, the dance of shame. Yeah. Shame yeah. dance. Anyway, then, bam, hard cut, end. The Roll end. credits. Credits, no music. No. Nothing. Just, yeah. like. I think there was one sound effect. It had like, yeah, it did. So it had like, it had hard cut to like black credits. The credits start coming out and then there was just like this one sound of like, <laughs> and then it's just nothing. And I'm like, yep. that, this weird sound. Done. And that's it. Final thoughts, Jen. Final thoughts. I love this film. This film is, it, it's a classic film. And it has some of the most iconic images and scenes of all time. Um, a lot of there is a lot of scenes that drag because I feel that they. It's nineteen seventy three. It's, it's but different it, time, of time for filmmaking, different time for storytelling. Um, so this is why I find that a lot of films from the seventies really do drag out a lot more. Um, there's not as much blood and gore as I remembered. True. Why? Do you, that's what I was saying earlier. This is like there's only the hammer scene and the truck running over scene. And the only all the rest is like left up to your imagination, mm. which is I think why this film worked really good. I've written in my notes like sound effects let you your imagination fill in the gaps. Yeah, and they go really full on with their sound effects. There's even some like 
uh, techniques that like San Raimi uses in Evil Dead, like you know the weird like close ups on things and yeah. stuff like that. But I think as well, like budgetary constraints mean that you can't spend as much on effects. Do you? Th- why do you think this is su- such a well known film? Out of all the films that came out in this time, which are quite similar, why do you think this one was above the rest? Do you think it was because? it was reported on the news a lot that it was like... Because wasn't it reported as a, a true thing as well? Oh, like, yeah. The marketing for this film is fantastic. Exactly the same as Blair Witch. They yeah. did. They did a Blair Witch or Blair Witch did a Texas Chainsaw. Like so the marketing, you know, based on a true story, this, that and the other. It's And I, I just think that for... Because it is it is very interesting because you, you look at The Hills Have Eyes, which you know, the original one Wes Craven did. And then you look at the, like, the last house on the left. Um, they're all very similar made, but this one just sort of stands out above the rest. Because mm. um, I think it might have been the first film that started to do this kind of thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. First kind of mainstream film. Maybe more. I don't think it was meant to be mainstream. No. I think it was just supposed to be, like, the subgenre of those gore porn, this underground, This was one of the, one of the highest grossing films of 1974 as well. Yeah. Right. So, I've written in my notes here, um, is it ahead of its time or was it a fluke? I reckon it's a fluke, hey? I seriously reckon it's a fluke. I reckon it... I reckon the right editor came along. He cut it together in a way. He was given a whole bunch of just shit. Yeah. And I reckon he's just like, I'm just going to cut this together. I'll get the sound guy in here. We'll just create some fucking... Some like pan it out with some weird sound effects and stuff like that, and I think, yeah, I think it was really crazy messed up for 1973. Yeah. I think a lot of films nowadays take, uh, they want to cre- recreate that messed up vibe of realness and grossness, which they don't often do very well. I no. think like uh, maybe Hereditary got it and stuff like that, like that that real unnerving fuck shit. Like yeah, well, um, I think it just sort of sets a tone. Because the a lot of the horror that was happening in the sixties was a lot of more slow burny, gothic, horrory kind of stuff. And then this just goes straight into Fuck, this is happening in your backyard. Yeah, and because it was in like that in a place like back backwater, I don't know if you can say that, like deep Texas where you know, fucked up people are living in they they don't have much, you know, uh they don't get into reality very often. No. People, this just gave people who were in normal reality, like, it just fueled their uh, their imaginations of what these people are like. There probably aren't that actually many people like that. No. But I thought as well, because um, the editing was so raw and they did all that stuff, it was very dreamlike. Mm. So it was almost like the editing started to go crazy when she started to go crazy. It was like, yeah. I don't know if that was um, intentional, but it did seem like it started to get more weirder and dreamed or nightmarish, weird things happening, weird editing as she is snapping. Yeah. Like her mind is not being able to handle it and the film itself is bending itself around around her loss of, of uh, her grasp on reality. Yeah, and I think that works very well because you that is very, it does become very, very apparent as the film. So once they're all, the rest are gone, it's just her. Now it's just her, what's happening to her, how she's reacting. And that's the best way that they could convey that was through the editing technique. There was, yeah, there was no humour in this film. No. There was not even like a light joke thrown in. No. Not even the kids joked amongst themselves. But we didn't actually get a lot of time with the characters, if you notice. No, so they were just they were just fodder. They were just, like, just cannon fodder. They're here. Now they're here. Now they're dead. Now they're dead. Now they're hammered. 
That's to see that. At least someone got hammered in this film. <laughs> a couple of people. Um, but yeah, and then it, 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 this is one of those films. I've always said like... Had you would, seen this film before? A long time ago. Yeah. Would you even want to survive that? No. Do you even... Would you prefer to die? Yes. Yeah. I, I think you wouldn't want... If you'd gone through that, there is no therapy. There's nothing in the world. You'd never be able to sleep properly. Every person... You'd never trust people ever again. You wouldn't leave your house. You'd fortify it. You'd Jamie Lee Curtis it. That's right. Well, this is the thing. So, uh, this is where I don't want to use the next generation as the... But at the end of the film where Renee Zellweger is in the hospital and they're wheeling past a woman on a gurney and she's they have, like, passing glance. That's that's Marilyn Burns. That's Yeah, so she never made it out of the hospital. Sally. So she's she's never made it out. Like, that's it's just fucked her up for the rest of her life. They share a glance. They're yeah. Like, We're they're like, girls. well, we've, we fucked up. Um, it had too much screaming. So much screaming. It burrows through my brain and it hurts. Yeah. And it just makes me want to turn down my telly. Um, but as I said before, I don't, I don't like torture movies, so I'm not the best person. So I gave this a C, mm-hmm. a classic worth a watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was considering giving it a J because I knew you'd love it. But then again, I didn't know if you would love it because yeah. it, it doesn't actually have enough ham and cheese put on it for it to be a Gen special. <laughs> this is something that I like to watch and it's, it's good to discuss and sort of dissect as a clear defining change in the genre oh, for its time. A ham and cheese. So this sandwich. is a ha- this That's is a new genre. <laughs> this is a J special but it's like me doing the Lenny. Sorry, I've hit the microphone. It's like I'm I'm sort of it's more of a deep analysis on the horror genre. But I it is it is a classic as well. So it's definitely someone that if you're into horror and you're getting into horror you know, there, there's a set amount of films that you should be watching. So it's like that, you know, 1,001 horror films you should well, watch. Yeah, this is one of those films that all other films homage and reference. Yeah. So at the very least, you should know what people are referencing. Yeah. Especially like, you know, Texas Chainsaw. Like the chainsaw as itself as a weapon may not have even been used in films up until this point. I don't think so. Um, but yeah. Anyhow. So, that's it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now you don't have to watch it, but you should probably... Have you seen what I put in for our future homework? I have. <laughs> what do you reckon? You think? Hey, yeah. It's classified. It's it's theoretically a horror it film. It is classed as a horror film. Uh, the New Mutants are I, chosen. Yep, I have been. Uh, uh, I, I I was going to watch this the other day and I stopped because I just saw the reviews. I, I thought it'd be great to watch it and talk yes, about it. Let us fucking ruin this well yeah because i i i picked up a copy the other day and i asked liz i'm like oh do you want to watch this film she's like nah it's like when it was really when it was meant to be released like five years ago i would have watched it because it's got the little lass from game of thrones it's got the stranger things man the cokehead stranger things kid and yeah the weird um, brother yeah yeah deep bags it's a it's a it's a marvel film but apparently it apparently it's not Cool. It's not very cool. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll check it out. None of us have seen it, so let's no. get into it. But it is classif- classically, uh, it, it is classified as a horror film. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's see what they do with that. Yeah. Let's see how horror it, is, it actually is. As people who are horror aficionados, let's see what we think about it. Yes. Anyhow. Yes.
Thank you, guys. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We're a podcast available on all streaming services, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on the YouTubes. Wherever you might listen to us, please uh, leave a rating, give us a follow, thumbs up, ding the bell, all of the things. Um, the more you do that, the more that we can grow. And comment, comment, comment. Yes, I love comments. Even um, if you're a SoundCloud user or Apple ones, Apple reviews help would help us out here. If, you, if you're if you an avid listener and you're listening on Apple, please just give us a, a great review. Hmm. Like, like, do that. Yeah, I'd love that. We want to we wanna grow for you guys. We want to be able to create special episodes and do stuff. If we get enough people listening to us, we're going we're gonna to start a Patreon. I would love to do a Patreon and then we can yeah. just read creepypastas to you. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we also have an Instagram. You can follow us at TerrorVisionPod. You can email us, TerrorVisionPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to watch, if you want to discuss something, if you hate us, if you love us, anything like that. We do have uh, a few people who have been messaging through asking for, a, oh, can you watch this film next? Can you do this? Great episode. I'm loving that. That kind of like boosts my ego a little bit. Oh, we should have done one of them. We could. I, there was a few on the list that we'd had done previously. Oh, uh, there you yeah, they might not have got to them yet. Yeah. So, six, six, yeah, six. thanks. So, um, also, if you want to see some more content that I create, I have a video game show over on YouTube called Hack the Dino, uh, which is a, a live show, which is every sec every other Friday uh, over on Twitch as well uh, at 7 p.m. So, go over there for casual hangs, chats about games, nerdism, stupidity. It's just a video game variety show. It's this Friday, so... Um, Tune into Twitch at 7pm to see me and Braden Dixon, Ben Rosenthal and Floppy Starrick talk about this this week in games. It's basically a gaming news show. And until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.